0: Welcome to EMG Transformations with Dan Stuhl. Each episode will empower you to ignite your inner fire and provide methods to maximize your mental and physical performance. You never know how one valuable insight can make such a big impact. Please leave a five-star review if this episode leaves a positive impact on you. And don't be shy to screenshot and share episodes on social media that you find helpful so we can spread the message and make the world a better place. You never know who may need to hear and the impact it has on them too. We're only scratching the surface. There's so much more to learn. Subscribe and stick around to manage stress, improve your health and create lasting lifestyle changes. Buckle up and get ready to spark your transformation with Nova Fusion. 3, 2, 1, 0, liftoff. we have a liftoff. Welcome to EMG Transformations. Today we have a very special episode with the birthday girl Stacy Van Thun. Stacy is a dear friend, polite performance coach, caring mother, and so much more. She's a free spirit with a zest for life, and her energy is magnetically contagious. She lights up room with her smile, charisma, and confidence. One of the things that I love about her is that she always finds ways to spontaneously challenge me and puts me in positions to grow. I'm so grateful to have her in my life. She's one of the sweetest souls out there, and I'm so excited to deliver this inspirational conversation on self-love transformation and orgasmic living thank you for taking time to come on the podcast today
1: oh uh, you just make me smile all the time Dan. that was the nicest intro thank you you're one of my most favorite people i'm blessed and grateful to be here today with you
0: likewise you always challenge me there's always something just coming out of the blue and why don't you just tell people what you got me doing at 6 45 nowadays
1: Yeah, 6.45 (laughs) for you, 4.45 for me. We are study partners and reading The Power of Awareness by Neville Goddard. If you've never read it and you're into your transformational journey, your personal growth journey and wanting to explore more of how you can live a life from the end, then,
0: um, you know,
1: join, join Dan and I in the morning. But we are reading three chapters every morning and doing some study on it. And I love it.
0: Yeah, it's been so great. I'm learning new things every single day. And just to share our perspectives, there's a lot of alignment there. And we just continue to bounce these ideas and continue to grow together. And it's something that I really value. You push me to a higher standard. I know I should wake up and early and read books, but I'm not going to necessarily always do that by myself. So I wake up knowing that Stacy's going to be there. And that just holds me accountable. So just thank you so much for doing those little things and messaging me at like midnight. You want to go live tomorrow? Like just stuff <laughs> like that. Like it, it really does push me to just get out of my comfort zone. And I'm just so grateful to have you in my life.
1: Honestly, thank you. And right back at you. I think that that's one of the beautiful things. And when you can meet somebody that we can have this level of awareness and understanding and appreciation for each other and hold each other accountable. That is, yeah, the solid foundation of any type of relationship. So I'm grateful for you. When I first met you and saw the ginger hair and so young and brilliant and wanting to aspire to be more, it just like... Honestly, Dan, it just always called to my heart. So I love it that we cross generations and we share perspective from different avenues. And it shows like, I think there's probably things in your life where you're like, I'm too young to do this or people are going to judge me because I'm too young. And I'm at a place where I'm like, am I too old? Can I still do this? And we just continue to push each other. So as much as you mentioned that I challenge you right back at you, because I love having somebody that I can call to be like, I had a thought. What do you think? (laughs) Let's take action on it, and we do. So grateful for you.
0: Yeah, it's a perfect balance, and Mm -hmm. it's it's just such a great dynamic, and I'm grateful to have it. So, you know, it's a spark. Well, let's
1: jump in and and get this conversation started. Where are we going to go today?
0: Yeah, I mean, first I would love to share a little bit of your backstory, just so the audience gets a little familiar with you. So, can you just share some of those ups and downs of your journey and those highlights that have kind of brought you to where you are today and who you are today.
1: Yeah, I will do my best (laughs) saying, how do you summarize like 48 years and thanks for mentioning my birthday today. Um, But you know what? I just found myself um, going through life. My goal was to live a life that I was given from my mom and dad or middle class people. It gave me a ton of support and love. And I remember growing up, just always wanting to be able to, I always want to be a mom, to be able to create a life like that, to give to my kids and a little bit better. And so I did like most people went to university, got my check marks, wanted to go into business as very active sports, been a really huge part of my life. So I think we go dive in there one day around how important sport is in creating confidence in a person and a belief and awareness, and understanding of like feeling like you're at the edge of your comfort level and pushing. So I competitively swam and today continue to run. But um, I was teaching aerobics and always encouraging people to be better for themselves. And that carried through into business, spent over 20 years in corporate, in people leadership and change management, ultimately helping people in businesses to improve their efficiency, be more effective and love what they did. I was never a leader that said you have to leave your problems at the door, come in. I was like, bring them because if we're not going to embrace them, then I can't. I mean, it's hard for people to shut off a part of their lives and then show up for work to be their best part. So I'd always work through that with my teams. And then I guess um, I didn't get married until later in my thirties and had my two daughters. And when my daughters were six and three, I found myself in a marriage that I didn't love. I didn't love who I was becoming either. I felt like I was at the end of my spiritual strength and had become like many mothers out there and parents, just giving to others before giving to myself. And um, I share that I didn't have the courage to leave my relationship on my own. Um, The one I was in with my husband, although we talk and I'd share with him that I wasn't happy and that we would also say if our kids were in a relationship like this, we wouldn't want them to stay. We were. And I think that was in alignment with our beliefs at the time that, you know, you you marry and you get through it together. We were struggling to get through it together. And um, I actually ended up having an affair. I share that because I'm anyone that's listening at the time, I thought the answer was outside of myself, and then I needed support from others to remove myself from a situation. But really what I've found over this time is that's strength we need to find within ourselves. When I'd gotten so far away from listening to my intuition, that is kind of, you know, followed... Not really my heart, but my heart as far as getting out and doing what's right for me, which was to leave. But I also had to go through a ton of shame and guilt to get to where I am now. But that being said, at 40, then found myself single um, with a six and a three-year-old and ready to create more for them in my life. I woke up being like, oh my gosh, all my dreams I'm living. I've created this life for my kids that's equal to and or better than what I grew up with but I still feel like there's more. And so it was at this time that I started to really go on this personal growth journey and not to like become a coach where I am now and leave my, entrepreneur or my corporate job, but really just to understand why we do what we do, why we think what we think. And what caught me is like, you can quantum leap your life. And I was like, let's go. Yeah. And um, yeah, that's what I just have done over the last eight years just continue to understand the theory of thought from both a science and a theology standpoint. And about a year now ago, I left my corporate job to pursue coaching and leadership development as an entrepreneur. I'd always wanted to be a consultant and help improve businesses from the outside. Um, But I, I thought I was too old. I thought I needed, you know, to have the security of this job and a pension and especially being a single parent, but then really found out like, no, I don't. I just have to dream and believe that it's possible. And I set a goal that by the time I was 50, I'd leave corporate and within two years I had left and here I am today. Yeah, that was a lot.
0: (laughs) No, your story is so inspirational, though. And I know a lot of mothers out there specifically are in that same situation where they their goal is to be a mother and they kind of lose track of what other goals they might have and just lack of living their life to the fullest because their goals becomes their kids goals at in a sense and i think that's a place that you kind of struggled and had to almost figure out who you are again because that mother took up such an identity so i'm curious like how did you transition from that while still being there for your daughters like you are today? Mm,
1: thank you. My daughters are my world for sure. But right. what I came to realize is if I'm consistently pouring from an empty cup, I'm not showing up the best, not only for my kids, but my friends, my parents, the, the teams that I led as a as a senior manager. And, you know, I, I'm going to touch on that, but before, you, you know, you said the... The losing the self, I think that many of us, mothers and fathers, we get into these relationships that we marry and then all of a sudden our identity becomes a wife a husband, a mother, a father. For me, being in corporate for so long, even before, like my, my profession was really important to me. So a leader. But then it's like when someone asks you to who's your authentic self, just be your authentic self. Exactly to your point, I remember thinking like, well, who the hell is she? She's this person for parents, this person for my kids, this person for my partner at the time, like all these different things. And so it really is about unlayering and masking and remembering who you are. And for me, the challenge was growing up, that person, which is so much energy, was told that she's too bright, too bold, too everything that I started to temper it down to fit in. And so as a mother, as far as this journey, I think that's one thing that my kids and I have all both really been able to be aware of is I love it if they're called too bold, too bright, too anything, and if they're different from the crowd, because that means that they are owning their individuality, that they are confident in themselves. And even when they're not confident, that, like, just helping them to identify what went well versus, you know, what didn't. So just their different perspectives. But, um, yeah, as far as how did I start that transition to find more of my identity again? It just became a place where I started to become aware and tapping back into this question of what is it that I want? So exactly what you said, somebody asked me to tell me what my dream was. And I instantly went into a dream about sharing with them how I want to see my kids go to university, how I want to be able to pay for them. how I want this and that for them. And they instantly said, that's a great dream for your kids. What about you? And I was just like, holy shit, I don't know. My next goal was retiring. And no wonder I started to feel stuck because the truth of the matter is I knew how to get to that goal. And what I've learned and what we we study together about is, is that the moment that you have a goal that you either know how to do or have done in the past or you can chart out how is the moment you start to feel stuck because goals and dreams are meant to not know how, that we've got to be illogical with them so that we can grow our thinking, pull more of our gifts to the surface, be in alignment with spirits, spirit for continuous expansion and growth to ultimately achieve it. And that's, I guess, what I realized is that I had to tap back into what is it that I want and break through these beliefs that I can only want things that I know how to get. And um that's just not true anymore for me.
0: Right. And I know there's like this equation that you use. It's I am able and I am willing. Is there another one to that or is it just the two?
1: Yeah, so it's the three steps of creative process. Is everything starts as a theory and or as a fantasy, and to move that fantasy to a theory, then into a theory to a fact, you ask yourself these questions: Am I able and am I willing? And if we know anything about ourselves, and whether that's theology or science, we're tapped into an infinite source. So, are you able? Absolutely, you're able. But it really comes down to: Are you willing? So I had to make a decision: Am I willing? to move? Am I willing to let go of beliefs that I've had my whole life? Friendships, potentially. You know, am I willing to persist? Am I willing to be bigger than my excuses when things get challenging? And if the answer is yes, that you're willing to do whatever is necessary, as my mentor would say, to even like die before you get there, then you say yes. And then in that moment, your fancy moves to a theory. And even probably when I say to people like die, okay, Stacey, that's a little bit much, but let's be honest, we're dying every day. We are are living for things that don't even mean something to us. So why wouldn't you want to live for something that's meaningful and in that grow and evolve and expand and become more? And what we realize or what I've realized, at least, it's not even so much of the goals that's the gift it's who we become. So I think actually going back to my first question of how I am, like, I don't know, when I thought that I would have a secure job in senior management, making our over six figures, having a marriage, having my kids, getting my check marks that all of a sudden what, the sky would part, the sun would shine down and be like, you've arrived? Like there's no fucking arrival. And I think that's what I really recognize is that it's just a continuous evolution. There's no destination. So in order to make sure we enjoy the journey, ensure that you have a place that you're reaching for and are not wandering, but are in control of your destiny to the certain degree, as far as what you think becomes
0: your reality. Yeah, that is so good. Listeners are going to have to run that one back and listen to the passion <laughs> on that one. That was, that was great. And that kind of leads into this other statement that's on your website, is that you don't have to have a breakdown to have a breakthrough. And so many times, myself included, we waited or we have waited for that, you know, that big breakdown to happen, whether that's our health, uh, relationship breaks up, our career gets a new direction, we get fired. There's so many obstacles that can happen. And then we decide to transform our lives and make this big reinvention. So do you have any like tips to help people shift their mindset to start living with a sense of urgency and tap into those desires of what they really want before that big breakdown happens?
1: Yeah. And, you know, and for me, I mean, I guess in some ways I always think like I made a change before I broke down, but in the fairness, my marriage did fall apart before I broke down and there was signs along the line but it is that, right? Like so often we wait to that diagnosis that lost the job before we make these changes. And yet all along, we've had these nudges, this intuitive knowing that um, it's not the right path for us. And so as far as tips, one is if you have an internal voice, listen to that. Like no one knows better than you. And I think that so often We've been conditioned to ask for other people's advice on our lives. And if they don't think it's a good idea, then we question if it's a good idea for ourselves. Well, if inside you know that and you're just afraid to admit it, like the number one tip is start going inwards, journal, meditate, visualize, you know, and maybe you don't want those stencil things. For me, it was also just walking in nature, going for runs, and I clear my mind and in those times, you know, feel so good. Well, like carry that feeling. It's not like we're lucky to feel good. We weren't made for a life of hardship. So, I mean, recognize that and really start to acknowledge that internal knowing. It's been said, you know, when we pray, it's us talking to God. When we listen to our intuition, it's God talking to us. And I found that we get so worried about the future and we get so caught up in the past that we're never really present. And what ends up happening is that our future becomes predictable because we continue to base it off of what we know. And so when we're consistently thinking about the past and living there – then our future becomes predictable. So it's like we're sitting in the familiar past. We want different, but we're not willing to do different. And we hope and wish for something to happen in the future, and it won't. So my other tip is to become present, to surrender to this present moment and know that this is unknown, but it's only in the unknown where you can create New. So get comfortable being by yourself. Get comfortable reading some books, reaching out to people such as Dan and myself that have had these challenges and now have an increased awareness that we can support you through these things. And um yeah, and then make a freaking decision. Like everything starts with a decision. And whether you think uh, we we were talking about this the other day, Henry Ford. It's like whether you think you can't you think you can't, you're right. But stop listening to the things that say you can't and just start to focus on only why you can. And so through those types of tips, as far as getting comfortable with yourself, starting to journal your intuitions, starting to listen more, tune in, getting an accountability coach, somebody who's done what you want to do. I think those are like some really solid first steps in moving towards creating new in your life.
0: Yeah. And it's about like breaking that old paradigm in a sense something I know you talk about very frequently, breaking those habits and creating new ones in a sense, because you can't just break them. You have to replace them with something to fill that gap and be more positive. And, you know, I think those tips that you just mentioned, those are a lot of internal tips that are very great for reconstructing your inner world. So I'm curious with the example of a breakup, what are some like external things that you did to go from that that spot and then go to thrive again?
1: Well, one I forgave myself.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yes.
1: you know, That's the deep. truth of the matter is, you know, I was thinking of putting a post the other day, like I cheated, I lied, but that doesn't define me. Yeah. You know, then and I had to release that shame and that guilt and um not identify as that right like identify as a woman that you know I never regret my affair because in that moment and I'm and for those that listen it wasn't like like I I developed a strong relationship and I spoke outwardly with somebody that wasn't unfortunately my husband and I think that there's also a lot of when it comes to relationship this thing that just because It's not cheating until you had sex. Like I cheated way before I had sex with somebody else because I was emotionally involved with somebody. And unfortunately, my partner, my spouse at the time, he was not emotionally available. And so what that actually showed is that I lacked self-worth to leave that. Like yes. if I really would have known my self-worth and how boundaries, why would I ever want to be in a relationship where every time I go to talk, I am turned down, where, you know, he was too busy for me. And then I go find it from somebody else and then carry shame and guilt for not being there for him. Well, no, I should have left that. And that's that's the only regret I ever would really would have. And I don't even know if regret's the right word, but is the courage to leave, but it was unknown to me and I was scared. And so I went to what I knew and then got support somewhere else. And I think that's what a lot of us do is we're afraid to go on it by ourselves. And so we make choices that we may feel shameful and guilty about, But they helped us because it was familiar again. It was familiar for me to get support from somebody else and to find the strength within. And so that's the one thing is just noticing these patterns that we have of, oh, when I'm stressed, when I'm not feeling good about myself, I like to talk to somebody. Well, okay maybe make sure that next time it's a different way or that when I'm taking, I'm taking an action that's bu- building my own self-confidence from within and my own self-image from within. Like I, if I would have seen myself as a thriving single mom of six and three that still maintained a high senior management role, earning six figures, that I still had a relationship with my spouse, although we weren't living together, then I could have lived from that end and never even had to, had an affair or something outside, but I didn't know that, right? I just didn't know that at the time. But once you become aware, then the responsibility falls on us to be persistent and take action in creating new. So I think that a lot of us just don't do it because we're afraid. And if you're listening and you're feeling in a situation, whether that's at work or in a relationship or whatever, that you know, you want different, but you're afraid please reach out because this is where we need to start building our self image and our confidence. And yet if somebody would have told me I lack confidence or I lack self worth, I would tell them they're full of shit because I was doing so well in every other area of my life. But the truth of the matter is our outside world is direct reflection of how we feel on the inside. And they're right. Then I didn't lack, or I was right. I didn't lack self confidence or self awareness for the life I was living, but I didn't love that situation. So there was, and that doesn't mean there's anything wrong with us. It just means that there's an opportunity for growth. So I kind of went on a tangent there, but I think that's really important to stress. Yeah,
0: Yeah, no, very important for, because we're, we can't just stay stagnant in life. We're always growing and the situations that we've been in may not serve the direction that we're heading. And that was the case for you you just were evolving that's what we do we continue to grow and where you were at the time it didn't serve the Stacy who you are now and if you stayed there you wouldn't be who you are now so that's the beauty in all of it
1: i remember feeling like um a deck of cards you know when you build a deck of cards you put one layer on top of the other to make a house <laughs> and i remember thinking if i go down we all go down. And so how can I make sure that this foundation stays in place? You know, now that I have these additional tools in my tool belt, I would take a different decision. But at the time, I only knew what I knew and I went that way. But um, that's it, right? Like I just did not want to break down where I had to be a puddle and couldn't put up, which, which is interesting though, because we should talk about resilience and strength. It was almost so like I just had to, you know, I was always told I'm strong. I'm capable. And so I did. So I just got the kids, kept moving on, went to work, and then started to create a life, but still didn't fill my cup. And it wasn't, like I said, until really my past crossed with Bob Proctor, that I started to recognize that we've got to get from a place of overflow, not one of lack and scarcity. And so how do you make that transition and awareness is Well, one, just asking yourself some questions and two, paying attention to those answers. And three, making a decision to do different because if if you knew what to do, you would be doing it. If you had that self-worth and that self-awareness and that self-image of what you truly want and deserve, you'd be living it. And so just kind of like, becoming aware and giving yourself some compassion and grace and forgiveness, and then making a decision to choose different and get into a different room that can help you um, to move those conscious thoughts more into your subconscious mind. So when you talk about paradigms, if anyone's never heard of what that word means, it's exactly what Dan said, it's just a habitual way of acting, thinking and feeling. And many of our paradigms, our beliefs, our habits, were formed in our early years. And so for me, growing up as somebody that was Catholic and raised in a you know, a, a home that had their mom and dad together, that seen them fight, but still t- stay together, those subconscious beliefs were actually dictating some of the decisions I made. And I wasn't even aware of why I wanted to do these certain things and stay in these relationships that I knew at the time weren't serving the highest self of mine.
0: Yeah, it's like we absorb from our environment, something that we kind of read in our book together, but our assumptions determine how we interact with those thoughts and what we do next. So that's powerful right there. And something that you touched on was you have to fill your cup first. That's just essential. And you've had to cultivate your positive self-image and rebuild that in a sense. So I'm wondering what what steps did you do to really step into the world-class you that you talk about today? Um,
1: Thank you. Uh, And continue to evolve, right? To recognize that our self-image sets the boundaries of what we'll achieve. So every day we should be working on improving our self-image because every day we should want more. And I used to think wanting more was selfish. And I realized that that's actually the essence of us. Like we're spiritual beings having a physical experience. And so our essence of our soul is for further expansion and growth. So as far as how do I start to reprogram is I started when I got clear with what is it that I want, then who is it that I would need to become in order to create this? And, you know, you can start like thinking of people that you admire, not to copy them, but what characteristics of them do you admire to start to incorporate into your daily life? Because here's the beautiful thing about it is that you won't see something in someone else that you don't have within yourself. And so I started to think of people that I really admire and start to rewrite a script of me. And so You literally take pen to paper and start to write, like, what is the life that I want to create? And initially, because if we haven't used our imagination and relied on our intuition for a long time, they're like muscles. And we may not be able to write down the full script the first time, but we have to rewrite it and rewrite it and rewrite it and as we rewrite it we get more details coming out we strengthen our imagination we strengthen our intuition we strengthen our mental faculties that we can talk about in a second to create more in our outside world so it really is about writing down what it is but then starting to embody that feeling of it now because as soon as we see what it is that we want on the screen and the of our mind, on the imagination, using our imagination, on the screen of our mind, we have to be aware that that's a place. It is here, it is here. Just because it hasn't morphed and all the things that I want in my script hasn't come to fruition in my physical world yet, it um, is here and I act from the end now and I don't wait for it because if I wait, it will never be here because thoughts become things. So if I'm not her today, then I can not embody it. So I write down the script. I reread it. I update my I am statements. Uh, For me, I love meditation and tapping into the quantum. But really, it's because I'm embodying that feeling. And it's so important to, you know, feel love before you love, uh, feel abundant before the money's in your account, like those types of things, because I follow the universal laws because then that's the energy I'm sending out and then it will track. So when we said earlier, you want to set a goal that you don't know the how to, then you're probably thinking to yourself, well, how the hell can I achieve it if I don't know the how? Well, how would you act? How would you be? What would be the energy that you would put out? And you do know a step, a progressive step, so we focus on the progress, not the change, knowing that we're living from the end and one day we wake up and we're just like oh my gosh I didn't know Dan would cross my path I didn't know I, six months he'd be starting a podcast and I'd be able to talk to you so these things just come into your life based off the energy that you're giving so like attract like work with the laws leverage our mental faculties and stop relying so much on our physical senses
0: yeah that's so good and You know, something that we're very into and probably our audience is manifestation, visualization. And that's all great. Highly encourage it. But you said something that you have to embody it and take action and do that work. And so many times it gets glossed over where, oh, just visualize it or think it's going to happen and it's going to come. No, it's not. You have to put yourself in the positions to create those opportunities, and then they'll come. And that comes from embodying that person, having daily standards, and being the person at that highest, the highest version of yourself. What would they do, think, act, say, just completely embody that?
1: Right. Who would they hang out with? Like, get into new circles, invest in yourself. Like, so many people say, you know, I, I don't have the money for a coach. Listen, I was a single mom and, you know, to work with Bob was 40,000 U.S., which I'm Canadian. So that's like 50, if not more. I don't know what the damn exchange is. I try not to think about that because I come from a more prosperity mindset now. But you won't want something that you can't achieve. And, you know, you don't if I would have wait to have the money, then I'd be waiting forever But what I did was make a decision. And as soon as I made that decision, things happened that actually allowed me to create that money. Now, manifestation doesn't just drop from the sky, but I started to hear different opportunities. I started to take different actions. I hadn't done my taxes in a long time. So I did that. Like, you know, Bob would always tell this story of these people saying, I wanna buy a new house, but I don't have the down payment. He said, well, why do you need the down payment? You haven't made a decision to buy the house. So make a decision. Everything starts with the decision, and then it's unwavering. It talks about it in Think and Grow Rich, and then that decision's alignment with that desire. And when you've tapped into the right want, you will be persistent. Yes, obstacles and challenges will come about. Those are tests for us to learn more, not excuses to stop. And then that's really where we get, you know, this. Quote unquote, become successful. But success isn't when you reach the goal. Success is when you know where you're going and each day, regardless of how you feel, be the best that you can be and take action to move towards it. So I I love that definition of success. It's a progressive realization of a worthy ideal, but you've got to know what your worthy ideal is for you and then make a decision to progress towards that each and every day.
0: Yeah, figuring out that worthy ideal, that's some of the hardest, the hardest part of all of this. But once you do, you can just take that first step. And you don't have to know the how, like you said, but when you take that first step, then the next step gets revealed. And then the next step, and it just becomes this like hidden pattern almost that just reveals itself. But you have to have the courage to put yourself out there. And if you're coming from a place of self doubt, a bad self-image that can be hard to take those actions and that leads to my next question is what are some tips that you kind of share to improve your confidence and I know you talk about going from the bedroom to the boardroom
1: yeah um, I love talking bedroom to boardroom because I think that well, we can get into relationships a little spicy in a second but basically you get confidence through action I mean if I ask you to walk across this floor walk across the room, you do it without hesitation. Now there was a time in our lives where it was a struggle. And we would fall down, we get back up, we'd fall down and we get back up. And through that consistency of getting back up, we now don't even think twice about it. But that's how other things come in our lives. Our paradigms, our belief in ourselves is created through constant space repetition. It's the way to when um you know you said what do you want or how do you reprogram to thrive is that you start to become more aware of your unconscious thoughts and you write them down and then you decide which ones you want to continue to keep and believe in and which ones are holding you back. And you know we've talked about this mind's garden, like your mind being a garden. So you start to pull out those weeds that are saying, you're not good enough, that's too hard. Those are only for other people, not for you. Listen, if somebody's done it, that's just proof that you can too. And so use that as a a catalyst versus a deterrent to start to compare yourself. Because I think a lot of us go, oh, well, I don't have ABC, therefore I can't do it. No, that's bullshit. You are allowing, if you listen to that ABC, then you're right. But those would be the weeds that we have to pluck out and say, okay, well, Maybe you don't have ABC, but what would you need to do it? Let's start to plant that belief. And that becomes part of your self-image. And you say, I can do it because I believe in myself. And we start to reaffirm these things. And through this constant space repetition, we start to reprogram our subconscious mind. Two ways to reprogram your subconscious mind. One through constant space repetition, the same way as those beliefs were put there, or through an emotional impact. And a lot of times... Um, the emotional impacts we can't control and they're not always good. That, that's why people change when they got a diagnosis because they're like, oh shit, that's the breakdown. But why wait for that? Because we can choose to change in a state of joy and suffering or one of uh, or suffering and pain or one of joy and inspiration. And I think we, you and I both have demonstrated that we'd rather do it in a state of inspiration and joy. It doesn't mean that it's a clear path, but it does come that we have confidence in ourselves that we will build the competence to achieve what it is that we truly want. And so when it even comes from bedroom to boardroom, why I talk about confidence from bedroom to boardroom is I find that a lot of people, myself, I was leading teams of over 100 people. I had confidence to walk into a boardroom and explain a vision and delegate the work. And yet I couldn't come back home into the bedroom and tell my husband that I was no longer in love with him and I wanted to break up. So this is where confidence, I think, is also something that we think of as a personality trait, that you either have it or you don't. Well, we all have it, but we may not have it in certain areas, but we develop it through understanding who we are, what we want, and understanding that we are worthy of that and then starting to verbalize it in our mind. So I just had to like, really have, like you mentioned, the courage to to say what I mean and mean what I, and do what I say, but also the vulnerability to expose myself to partially being hurt or being rejected. And I think that that's also something. So it's one of the biggest lessons I've learned in building confidence is that you have to be vulnerable. There's no courageousness or strength if you're not willing to be vulnerable. And um, I think that's what a lot of us stops us from achieving really strong relationships with people is this fear of being rejected or whatever. But if you are living a life that you don't love, isn't that rejection worth it to find something different?
0: Yeah, I, I would think so. But making that decision it can be tough and, yeah, you're just on fire right now. I'm like, how do I? I don't know. That? I mean, like. I
1: think I, the other thing no. I would want to say with people, if you don't, know, you might not know what you want. That is a loaded question sometimes. And we live in a society that we often think more of what we don't want. So start there. Reverse engineer. Write down the shit that you don't want. Whether that's in your relationship, your career, your health. What don't you want? Mm-hmm. And when what you're left with is some of the things that you want. And then like. Just allow yourself to dream with no limitations. Like if you had no limitations, absolutely not. What would you want to do? You know, I was working with a client the other day and he says, I want to sing. Like, I know it sounds crazy. I'm in my forties, but I want to sing. And I'm like, so sing, you know, and we're afraid of being judged of what other might think, but like sing then, because you'll write down all of these wants and then something will resonate with your heart. And then you just follow that. And I like to think of it as like you climb a mountain. And as you climb that mountain and you get to the next peak, you can see a little further. And you see a little further the next time. And so just get moving. Don't feel like you need to know all of the answers. You will find the message in the mess. You know, this is why people Say these types of phrases is because there actually is great truth in them if you really start to understand where they come
0: from. You're just on fire right now. So I want to keep on riding this wave. And Do it. I just got to ask you, what is orgasmic living? What All is- <laughs>
1: right. Well, I personally believe, okay, there's two parts, and I'm going to let, let's go here. So I believe orgasmic living is really when you find that alignment between mind, body, and soul. You're aligned, you're whole, mm-hmm. you're happy. And you're joyful and you're finding that inspiration from within. And to me, that's like orgasmic. It is like this state of bliss. And uh, I love helping people find that. And I think that a lot of times we focus on our body, leave our mind behind, We focus on our mind, leave our body behind. But really encapsulating all of them is orgasmic living to me. And, you know, even with your goals, I'll tell people, think of your goal like an orgasm. Like you don't just walk into a bedroom one day and orgasm. You have to see it in on the screen of your mind. You start to embody the feeling of it. And as you're in there enjoying the moments, your body moves to there, right? Because you've started with the picture in your mind. Then you start to embody the feeling. That's the same thing with your goal. Like see your goal on the screen in the image of your mind. How would you feel? How would you dress? What would you smell? Start to like build the picture using the senses but imagine them and as you step more into that all of a sudden you wake up one day and you're just like oh my god like Steve Jobs said you couldn't make like join the dots looking forward but you wake up one day and you're like oh that's how and so I um I know it might be a really strange analogy but if you had an orgasm before you know the steps in it And so think of your goal like that as far as really owning it, knowing you're worthy of it, seeing it, feeling it, and you be. So it's like feel, do, and have. And um, you just are worthy of anything that you want. So I love that for orgasmic living. And uh, I'm also, as you know, just somebody that wants to really reframe things. I want to reframe these types of conversations, especially when we talk about conference from the boardroom to or bedroom to the boardroom, I'll talk with a lot of women and they'll be like, you know, I want to tell my partner this I want, but I think that that would hurt their feelings. Is it that? Or is it for the fact that you just don't have the self-worth to really stand and say what you truly want? Because never have I met somebody that when I tell them what I want, they're like, oh, that hurt my feelings. They're like, oh, thank you. Because I'm here for you. And I want you to feel good. So I think it's just like reframing. I want to reframe. Um, And the other, the reason why is because majority of us, I do believe want more wealth, more time, more joy and inspiration in our lives. And if we're afraid to talk about money, if we're afraid to talk about the challenges with sex and relationships, then what we resist persists. And I believe one of my gifts is creating a space where we can get curious without judgment. And maybe you're listening to this right now and you're like, frick this girl. But here's the thing. It's not a fault issue. It's a resonance issue. And that's okay. You don't have to believe everything I believe. And you can choose to believe what you want to believe. And that's our free will. But if we're, if I'm worried about saying something, because I might fend somebody all the time, then that's not being authentic to me either. And I'm not showing up as my highest self. And it may not resonate with everybody, but those who are meant to hear it will hear it. And that's where we kind of go. But I think that we've just been afraid and I'm included in that. There's times I want to say even more and I'm like, oh, I don't want to be perceived as dumb or as, you know, like as someone that's a slut or these terrible things that have been like kind of conditioned to me. And yet I know I'm not, well then, then say it. And that's why I guess one thing I hope everybody coming out of this podcast believes is that you're worthy of a voice. And if you have opinions, share it and you have gifts to be given, you wouldn't want these things unless you can achieve it. So just break down those beliefs that tell you no, and start to Be him, her, now of who you want to be. And that's where I'm reframing orgasmic living and getting more comfortable and being midlife and that it's not a tip of the mountain and we fall down. It's just leverage this experience to soar even higher and fuller. All right.
0: And you're just living in that frequency. (laughs) So it's just, if you want to like be in that frequency, like you just got to be around those right people. And like, it's just contagious. Like I said, in your intro, I, it's like you're coming through me through the screen right now, so I love it. I love how you said. I can't that. wait
1: to finally do come through the screen and give you a big. People are probably like, "Watch out, Dan! You never know what <laughs> she's gonna do." But here's the thing: we why I love you so much is your curiosity, always your determination, your persistence in creating more in your life. And not being defined by just w- what society wants us to be in breaking through those, you know, limits. And and I just, I can't wait to talk to you in 10, 20 years to see all the magnificent things that you've created. So uh, just know I'm your biggest supporter as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We're going to meet in person, hopefully this year, if not, it's coming very soon. So that's we're going right. to make that happen for sure. It's going to be a priority. <laughs>
1: that's right. That's right. And that's the other thing I think, you know, let, let's talk about priority because a lot of times, you know, I kind of said when people say, oh, I don't have the money. and I don't have this. I don't have that. You know, somehow, some way, we all make it work. So yeah. if you truly want something, then you need to prioritize it and recognize again to fill your cup and then to get to the overflow like by denying yourself your highest self you're denying your kids and everybody else that you love the most that you wanted to do these things for and so that's like really the mind floss in this is that like everything that I was trying to do to avoid people getting hurt to do I actually was hurting them more and myself by not being truthful, by not acknowledging how I was truly feeling, by not opening my voice and sharing my thoughts. And so I think it's just crazy sometimes how we can start to trick ourselves and recognize your subconscious mind tricks you not to hurt you, but it only it tries to keep you the same and safe. And so this is where we have to have the awareness and understanding to say, no, sit down committee <laughs> that's going up in my head, I'm going to make the decision and move forward with this.
0: And so, yeah. Yep. Playing small is freaking canceled for the rest of the year, for the rest of the life. <laughs>
1: that's <laughs> yeah. right. There's No, there's no, no goodness in it. And here's like, again, I want to stress that we got to just reframe the challenges as only opportunities to learn. I was meeting earlier with a a client today and he said, you know, I hate hearing the word no. Well, that's a choice to hate that. Change that. So every no is one step closer to a yes. Every no is feedback. That means I've got to change the way I'm expressing something. I got to demonstrate more value, build more trust, whatever. But it's not a no to you. You're still beautiful and, and can do these things. So only you can say no to you so stop saying no to yourself get out of your own freaking way and continue to move forward we got this right (laughs) we got it
0: yeah that's so good and something i want to like come back to actually is that confidence in the boardroom versus the bedroom because i feel like it's almost almost a personality thing or an experience thing i'm not sure which it is yet but i feel like certain people are more confident and comfortable in one of those scenarios and then in the other one it's like complete chaos and they don't know what to do and that's where they're insecure and uncomfortable so have you noticed that too or like what are you thinking with that
1: well let's pick that apart though right because how did they get to a place where they're not feeling chaotic they believed in themselves they took action they worked in alignment and through that practice, it's like the first time that you're leading a meeting, right? You're kind of clumsy on it, but the more you prepare for it, the more you do it, the more you get feedback from people of what worked well, what didn't go with your trusting your intuition. The, the better you get in hosting a meeting and executing and knowing how to work the room. And I think that that's, you know, absolutely with confidence in the bedroom is how well do you know yourself? How well do you know what it is that you want that you're worth? I think for me, when I've been like doing my internal work, um, you know, I used to think, Oh, what holds me back is that I've shiny ball syndrome. I'm, I'm very easily distracted. And I'm a procrastinator. So I would say that I don't follow through on stuff. Well, when I actually started to look at some of the things in my life, I would see that, you know, no, I'm actually not a procrastinator when I want something and I'm really aligned with it. I do finish it. The shit that I don't is stuff that I like, really don't like doing. And so why am I freaking doing it? Right. And I think, again, I grew up with, you understand your strength, understand your weaknesses, build your weaknesses, where I come from a different really belief now that says, understand your weaknesses, understand your strength. Delegate out your weaknesses or manage your weaknesses, but build your strengths. They're your strengths for a reason. So, you know, create a life around that, what you love. And that way, when we create our work around what we love, it doesn't become work. Mm -hmm. You know, Bob would say that the worst way to earn money is through working. Like you go to work for fulfillment, And so make sure it's in alignment with what you want. And again, I can hear some people probably rolling their eyes right now and I get it. But that's the truth of the matter is that find stuff that lights you up and do more of it. And if you have to do it, it's like, well, Stacey, you'll never find joy and excitement in taking the garbage out. It has to be done. Well, find and rephrase it to find a different perspective of, oh, I'm so grateful that I have a house that I can take garbage from it. So I may not like the act of doing it, But I'm grateful for the moment for the fact that I can and have the place to actually take garbage from. And it just perspective is so key in this. And when so back to your question as far as like how chaotic, well, look at those areas that are chaotic in your life and first ask, do you want it? If you don't, well then make a decision to stop doing it. And if you do, then start to see if you can change perspective on it to get it down. So like I said, when I started to do my own self-work, I thought it was procrastination. I thought it was shiny ball syndrome. But as I continued to work through that, actually went down to, oh, it's self-worth. I'm afraid of failing. I'm afraid of not being good enough. How can I start to overcome this fear and do it anyways. And I think what's really important for people is that we've got to take action in the fear, but let's change a perspective to look at the excitement because the law of duality and polarity shows that they're just the same feelings on different ends of the spectrum. So get excited because then that means I'm growing. That means I got to pull more of myself to the surface to create this task or to do this task. So let's do that. But I would say when I see people in chaotic, a lot of times it's because they just doubt themselves and they aren't worthy of it and haven't continued to take the persistent action to develop the confidence in that area. But that's, I guess, the question, right? Like there's a difference between competence and confidence. And when you have an internal knowing, this is back to orgasmic life. You realize it's not your ego. It's spirit talking through you. Like a lot of people say, well, you need to know the why. Why do you want to know something or want something? You need to attach back to your why. Well, I personally believe the why is because you're in alignment with spirit and you're acting from that place of being like actually executing the things that you were put on earth to do. So the why is because I'm growing and I'm expanding and expressing more. And I know when I can expand, express more of myself, I'm of greater service to people. So the why is to continue my expansion and growth to be of greater service. And through that, I'm going to feel more in alignment, which brings me to my own self-worth and confidence. And I know that through dedication and persistence, I will build the competence to be successful in whatever it is I want, because I wouldn't want something that I can't achieve.
0: Yeah, so good. And that perspective is so powerful, right? Because we can get afraid of failure, afraid of being criticized, judged. But if we just switch it a little bit, and like the garbage even, it's not, I have to do this, I get to do this. It's all those things. And so I always say that fear is a green light to growth and when early days when we would do those instagram lives which we got to get back on yeah get, yeah yeah i would get like nervous and anxious but i would flip the script in my head and i would say no i'm excited i get to do this i'm i'm talking with my friend like i would just change that that voice in my head and then i would feel the same way i would have that like racing heart still but my mindset is in such a better place And the more you can just find ways to trick yourself a little bit, change the words, that's going to get you to take that courageous action because we all know what we should do. We all know what we need to do. Getting to there and doing it, that's the hardest part. So if you can make those tweaks and make it easier for yourself to follow through, that's going to make a big difference in your life. 100%.
1: And that's the whole thing, right? Is closing that gap between what we know and what we do. And so just because we're consciously aware of something doesn't mean that we're going to do it. And so a lot of people think that if I'm not doing it, it's because I'm lazy. It's because I'm no. why you're not doing it is because it's not a subconscious belief yet. Because our body responds to the beliefs and the self image that are held in our subconscious mind. So what we need to do is continue to move that belief from the consciousness into our subconsciousness. And again, that's through constant space repetition. And there's a number of tools that we've kind of talked about even today, from journaling to visualization, to meditation, to moving your body, to changing your physiology state, to actually then doing it and taking that messy action and you know you and i even the same with this like are there some things that i wish i could refine better and say absolutely but i won't get to there until i keep continuing to practice so yeah like release the judgment and here's the thing is that those that'll judge you let them fucking judge honestly let them judge because all that is is a lack of awareness of themselves Anybody that's here to do it from a non-ego standpoint is would support and encourage and want to help guide you and give honest feedback that's going to help you move in the right direction of it. And we don't have to see the same things, you know, like I literally we were meant to be the stars of your life. Grab that paintbrush and start painting the dream that you want. Get out of the bleachers into the playing field. Now that means that you put yourself at risk, but this goes back to being vulnerable because it's not until you become that vulnerable state that you can become more. You know, I guess I would leave with these three things. If you're looking to increase your confidence, I think that there's three steps to do it. One is check your self-image. So really start to rewrite that script of you. What are the things that you want and who would you need to be today to achieve them? Second is take a stock of your strengths and your weaknesses and kind of understand where those are. Manage your weaknesses, build your strengths. And the last part of building confidence I think is so fun is look for the good in others and let them know it because it sends out this incredible energy. And plus what you see in others is within yourself and so again you just continue to feel better and if it feels good do it that's what we're dan and I are making sure to say feel and do 2023 like if it feels good care more about how you feel and then take action in there and then just have this sense of knowing of living from the end from the wish fulfilled that that is moving you in the direction of what you truly want
0: yeah thank you for giving us those tangible tools that we can apply right now and get some big differences I know that someone out there is going to apply it and get some results in their life. So that, that just makes me so happy. And I know someone out there is wondering, what is this woman on right now? So yeah, for <laughs> real. Just coffee, just coffee. Just coffee? Show. Okay. Um. But yeah, I want to know, <laughs> what are some of your daily habits and routines that keep you on fire? And in this Frequency because you're like this every day. This isn't just a podcast. You're amped up. No, this is this is Stacy.
1: <laughs> this is Stacy. Well, I love to dream now. No, um, but no. What I do, I I honestly I do I think that fitness is key. I feed my body. I'm not super strict on food, but I'm aware, right? And I'm in tune with what feels good and not. So Part of my morning thing, though, is getting up and studying. So even like how we started, you and I studying, taking a moment to write down my goals, to be aware of my self image script. I do meditate every day. And for me, one of the reasons really was um, after I'm a big fan of Dr. Joe Dispenza as well, and after one of his conferences and being around. I came home and I was like, why am I not making the time to take 20 minutes for myself? If we can't listen, if you're so busy in your schedule to even take five minutes for your time, you even need it that much more. But I I would say to people, thoughts become things but then not like actually do a meditation. Well, if I truly believe on that deep subconscious level, the thoughts become things. Why would I ever miss an opportunity to intentionally set the day that I want to create? Now, does that mean that it's going to go that way? No, but I've come off like this great feeling every day and have that trust in knowing that it will. I also love my cold showers. This is another thing that you and I resonate with. And um, and that's just putting myself in a hard situation and taking action. Plus after a two minute cold shower, I just feel like I'm Rocky. So again, I age myself, but I am running up those stairs. And I'm just like raw <laughs> And uh, if shit goes bad, then I have that moment to go back to in the day to be like, Stace, you've done the hard before. This is kind of the same thing. And so I guess the other things that I, I do try to do is put myself in situations that make myself feel uncomfortable. I know that allows me to stretch. I do do my best to prepare for them sometimes, but that doesn't. And then I just like have this, come on, God, I would probably pray there. Like, are we going to make it through this? But it's really allowing myself to let go of the expectations of how it will happen and just surrendering to that moment to say, there's got to be a reason I'm here. So I'm going to look for what is going well not what's missing. I think that's a huge thing.
0: Yeah. And I love that you're taking me on this journey with you and doing those uh, spontaneous actions that, you know, you can't really prepare for and you just have to, you know, muster up that courage and do it and just show up because at the end of the day, like 80% of success is just showing up. And then the 20 is preparation, figuring it out as you go. But if you just get there, you're going to make some progress. If you just show up to the gym for 10 minutes, that's more progress than not showing up. So just those little small acts. And it doesn't matter how scared you are. We gave you the tools to flip the script, change the words in your head. You can do it. And there's other people out there doing it. It's best if you get an accountability partner, like we're doing with our reading, and you'll have someone so you're not alone and I love that because those are some tools that really can make the biggest difference in your life. And they're not this like huge strategy that everyone looks for, but there's these small things that layer and stack over time. And you look at your life and six months from afterwards, when you started those small things, you're going to be in a massively different place.
1: Yeah, keep going, never give up, never, never, never give up if it's something that you want. And, you know, even Bob, like, I, I love, like, if he, if no one's watched Bob Brock, do do some research on him, because he's one of the world's thought, greatest thought leaders, in and I'm so blessed to have had him as a mentor, but he took over 50 years to achieve his goal, right? Because I think that's the other thing. is like, when we work together, we're setting these big goals of, them that you don't know how and we've just been conditioned of instant gratification and that if it's not here in the time that I set, then it's not for me that's not true like if it's still on your heart then keep going and you know one of his goals was to build this massive you know consultants around the world well I think he was like right maybe a few months before he passed and he finally realized his goal was there but he'd been working on it for 30 years But when you've tapped into that right want, that's what I'm talking about. It's like inspired is in spirit. So you're inspired because you're aligned with spirit. You're in that orgasmic place that wants you to go. So it doesn't become a half. It is a get to. The persistence comes naturally because it is so much like you wake up being excited. And I think that's what I want. I wish for people is so that we wake up being inspired To take action the day, not excited for a Friday, but like treating every day as our birthday, like that is just an opportunity. We don't know how much time we have left. So if it was, you know, we've heard this, this kind of analogy, if it was your last day, how would you want it to be treated, you know, and so. Live each day like that it, with this sense of urgency because nothing is guaranteed and you were put here for a reason and you are worthy because you are, not because you have to wait till you have a certain number of accomplishments or things. Today, And so know that. And if you're like, close that gap again between what we know and what we do by believing more in yourself. But it's a it's a journey. It's a practice, be patient with yourself. Um, but as you do, it becomes easier and easier and easier, like like getting onto lives, right, Dan?
0: Yep, yep. And then it'll turn into a podcast maybe, and you might yeah. be speaking, like you just never know where these things will lead to. And, you know, that's the thing. It's not the destination. It's the journey, because the destination is probably going to change to something greater than you could have ever imagined. But if you just take that first step, get to that first mountain, there's going to be another mountain and there's just more mountains to come and greater versions of yourself to discover.
1: So good. So good. A hundred percent. And the greater you are, the greater you can serve. And the law of compensation states that there's a time for sowing and a time for reaping and you can't get them in the same season. And so that's the other thing is I continue to plant the seeds, nurture that, and then have faith that that will be rewarded to you. So I think that that's, that's the biggest key is, you know, have a vision lock into what it is that you truly want, take persistent action, focus on the progress over the end results right now, just trust in knowing live from that place and have faith, that all you desire, desires you. And when you give yourself to service and you're making a bigger impact in the world and helping others, then you know that, that, that it won't not be rewarded somewhere, sometime, someplace.
0: Yeah. That's so good. And so impactful too. I could talk to you for the next three hours, (laughs) but uh, we should probably wrap up here. Yeah. um, I got one more final question for you that, um, I haven't really asked this one yet, so I'm excited to hear what you think. So looking back, was there a key moment that really sparked your transformation on your journey? And what was that big lesson that you pulled from that experience?
1: Yeah, you know, that's a really good question. I, an image came into my mind, so I don't know if this is it. I don't know if I've seen but um, I was getting really resentful and frustrated and um i'd see it in my parenting i'd see it in the way i led people certain times i wouldn't be able to articulate without like expressing some type of frustration and i would always say it's just my energy but the energy was different right it was coming from this place of frustration of resentfulness and one time my daughters oh my god they were young right like six and three and um somehow they got my password for apple and they loved this A game where you could buy virtual clothes for whatever. And I got a freaking bill from Apple and it was like $3,000 or like a significant amount of money. And uh, I just remember, like, oh my God. I like dropped on my knees and I'm like pounding my hands on the floor, like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Like, what have you girls done? And, um, it was an emotional impact for me. So I'm sure I was creating one for them. And, you know, like, you can't do this. And like, well, yeah, they actually can do it. They did it. <laughs> but um, it wasn't fair. They have no understanding of money and how, you know, at the time I also thought you had to work hard for it. You didn't necessarily attract it. So I was like, how the hell am I going to do this? Mm-hmm. And um, just seeing myself in like, midnight slamming my hands on the floor the girls are crying I'm crying it was like something's got to be done different and um, I mean I just changed my perspective I called Apple and fortunately they could see the thing and they got those charges reversed which was like but the way I responded I knew or I reacted I knew something had to change and I was reading books and stuff but it wasn't enough and that's when I actually made the first investment in myself and I went to Nurka her name is she's NLP coordinator I've done some of my NLP training with and uh, uh, just decided she said you can quantum leap your life and I just knew that there was a better way and I decided to make a change for a better way. Initially when I went into that it was never like I said to be I never thought it would actually give me the courage and the awareness and understanding to actually follow my dream of becoming a consultant for individuals and businesses but I'm so glad it did because Up until that point, I really thought that people got what they got from either just being lucky and never really even realized that the reason I had achieved what I achieved is because I'd set those goals and I believed I could and I could. I just stopped dreaming. So if you're finding yourself in a situation where you're feeling resentful, frustrated, looking outside, going for more wine, getting more into gossip, watching more Netflix, scrolling more on self social media. Those are all clues that you could maybe take some time to really rediscover what it is that you want and dream a little bit bigger.
0: It's almost like that big charge on your account was like a blessing in disguise because it put you down this other path. And it didn't cause this, it didn't have to be this massive breakdown. It was more of a big wake up call to be like, Mm Hey, you should do something now before something worse comes later on. And you saw that, you took the action and you invested in yourself. That's where it started. Making that that deposit in your own happiness and your own self worth, and you continue to follow down that path. So that is, you know, very inspiring. And it shows that other people out there that if they're in that frustrated Spot in their life where things just aren't going right. They're not really sure what's going wrong. You don't have to have this big breakdown. You can make the shift now, and that story is a perfect example of looking for the wake up calls and not not emotionally reacting to them, but responding to them like you did. So I <laughs> love the way that you answered that. I love that story. So thank you for sharing that and. It's so imagine myself.
1: It's like no, yeah, no, I no, bet. no, oh God! Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, but you're right. Like, take those things because I think it was what is that? Like, you get a feather, a nudge, or a brick before a wall. Like, just <laughs> yeah, don't wait till you hit the freaking wall. Say yeah. yes. Say yes to you. You're worthy of it, and uh, and know that in rewarding yourself, you'll be better for all of those that you love you'll develop that confidence because you'll have that awareness and understanding and belief in yourself.
0: Yeah. All right. Now, if someone's wondering, how do I get some of what she's got? You know, tell us a little bit about your community. I know you got a podcast coming up. Just let us know what you got going on and how we can support you.
1: Oh, you're amazing. Um, you can join me. Um, I like to say, put it's time we put more life back into our lives. So I have a Facebook community that you can free join. It's called Living More Life, Building More Confidence, Finding Your Purpose and Your Passion. I'm on Instagram at Stacey Van Thun. My website is RaiseYourResults.ca. in Canadian. Um, but really, I just believe when we raise our energy, we raise our results. And um, yeah, podcast coming out. Dan's going to be on it, so stay tuned. It's uncovered. We're going to get real, raw, authentic and have some conversations and and doing exactly what we talked about, putting ourselves in situations where we maybe feel uncomfortable, but we believe, like I said, I really feel there's this, this – we're at this time where in my relationships when I was growing up, it was to get married, to have a family. And now I've gotten married, I've had a family – but now I find myself in this next stage. So what does that mean for people? And these are the types of conversations I want to have on Uncovered is what layers people uncover to create more of whatever it is that brings them more pleasure in life, pleasure emotionally, spiritually and physically.
0: Yep, you're not going to want to miss out on the podcast, the community, the Instagram, like she drops so many nuggets on there as well. So get in touch with Stacy. You're going to regret it if you don't. So just want to throw that out there. But Stacy, thank you you so much for sharing your special day with me today and lighting our souls on fire. Um, You know, you brighten the world with your presence and our friendship has made me a better person. I'm grateful to have you in my life and appreciate you coming on this podcast today. Keep shining like the star you are. I love you.
1: Thank you so much. And everybody, thank you. Follow Dan. He is just getting started. So I can't wait to see all the great things that you're going to create.
0: Both getting started. We are
1: always. And so are you if you're listening to this. It's never too late. You're never too young. You're never too nothing, but perfect. Make the decision and let's freaking go.
0: Mic drop. That
1: <laughs> was like the nicest intro ever. Whenever I feel <laughs> like a little bit sad, I'm just going to replay that and replay that and replay that and
0: Yep, that's like your hype video now too. It's like that's a my hype one. video.
1: <laughs> I know. Oh Woo. Honestly, Dan, your friendship has been to me and I'm so grateful that it's I know, I mean, I guess we know it's reciprocated because we feel the energy. I mean, I've never taken a call from like laying in my bed and just reading my book. <laughs> so, so awesome.
0: Are you ready to take charge of your health and transform your life? Well, get ready because we have the solution for you. Introducing the Nova Fusion 21 Day Wellness and Resilience Challenge. The ultimate program designed to stack massive momentum, achieve peak performance, and spark your transformation. In just 21 days, you can experience a total wellness revolution. Our challenge is jam-packed with daily inspiration education, downloadable resources, and exciting challenges to keep you fired up and on track. But that's not all. When you join the challenge, you'll also become a member of our exclusive Nova Fusion family. Together we'll support and uplift one another as we continue to grow and thrive. Unlock the secrets of the world's best wellness and resilience practices to stay mentally and physically fit for a lifetime. From renewing healing practices to transformative high-performance techniques, we've got you covered. And here's something that sets us apart. I believe in these practices so much that I'm offering a money-back guarantee. That's right, if you don't see results, you can get your money back so you have absolutely nothing to lose but everything to gain. So what are you waiting for? Take advantage of this limited time opportunity right now. Go to NovaFusion.co slash challenge to sign up and embark on the journey of a lifetime. Let's spark your transformation together. I can't wait to see you on the other side.